Hello and welcome along to the podcast. Thanks very much for listening. Thanks for downloading. I've got a special guest today, so we're going to crack on. It's 10 minutes or so of Olympic chat, and we're over Yokohama Bay, where the Team GB preparation camp is uh, taking place for most of the athletes, and most of the athletes are staying there at the moment. Uh, just for information, this is uh, being recorded on Thursday, the 15th of July. And it's a big welcome to one of our regulars who's been with the podcast since January, Patrick Houston, Team GB Archer. How are things, Patrick? Hello, Mark. Yeah, they're fantastic. Thank you. The whole team's here and we're shooting really nicely, preparing well. And I think quite a few of us are shooting the best we ever have. Yeah, I'm going to talk about where you are in a moment, but let's just recap over the last two or three weeks before you came out. And you were really bullish. You, 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 uh, you had some great performances. Yes, the past past few weeks have really been uh, pretty nice for me. I got a fourth place finish at the World Cup in Paris, so that was the biggest World Cup of the year. Um, not quite the result I would have liked on the finals field, but frankly, you know, I cocked up those finals field matches and ended up, you know, losing the semi, losing the uh, the bronze medal match. But that's an opportunity to take some fantastic learning. Um, it's a great experience just before before Tokyo. Everything's on a finals field at Tokyo, so having two matches on a finals field at the World Cup just before the Olympics is about the best preparation I could have asked for. It's also me demonstrating that I'm actually a serious competitor, I'm a serious contender, and people need to be aware of who I am. And then I think I came back that sun, that Monday, and then that Sunday I set a new national record for the, the double Olympic round. So I now hold the individual, so the 720, which is the Olympic round, I hold the, the British record for that. I hold the British record for the double 720, and then I also hold the British record for the 70 metre distance, the Olympic round, in our longer round, the 1440. And just listening to you there, I mean, I'm just thinking back to our first interview in January when you had covid You'd not really been able to practice too much at all. You were self-isolating. It's incredible, really, that you, you've, you're producing the goods. Thank you very much. Um, I would say yeah, it might be incredible, but it's not accidental. Um, I've worked very hard at it. I've gone through an awful lot of technical changes. I've learned an awful lot this past Olympic cycle. And it's put me in a place where I'm able to perform. I'm able to deliver consistently. My, I've got a graph of all my scores. You know, it's on an online website called Archer without the without the E A R C H R. And I put in all my scores of that. It makes a handicap out of them. My graph for this year, the bracket this year is the narrowest it's ever been. Some of the highest points I've ever had, and noticeably the thinnest band I've ever had. And that's because I'm performing consistently. And that's something I've perhaps lacked previously in my career. So now I've got the abilities that I used to have enhanced and notably higher than they've ever been, but actually consistently and that's something that is in a sport of repetition in a sport of consistently doing the same thing wanting the same outcome having that consistency is an amazing asset do you think the break has helped with that as it, it does as it stopped you have you slowed down have you thought about things more the break earlier this year kind of happened i wouldn't say that that specifically was an advantage or disadvantage definitely a disruption earlier in the year which did mean coming up to the selection shoot as we talked about at the time did make things a little bit more of a unexpected performance for some in some people's perspective but um, I was always certain of it myself however on a slightly longer view the break of having the Olympics pushed back another year that's been fantastic for me I think that's been a really really good advantage given me an opportunity to study an awful lot, to learn an awful lot, 
like mentally about about physiology about bodily functions about the the ways in which you can work with the body physically and that's given me an opportunity to embody those changes and to be coming back to this olympic games far more athletic far bigger far stronger than i've ever been before can you give us um a sort of behind the scenes peep then at what's been happening to you over the last few days for a start uh the flight and coming over i'd always be terrified if i was you that that, that my baggage would get lost and that uh, key pieces of equipment wouldn't make it. It's all there with you. Well, the opportunities for baggage to get lost, to get lost when there's um, four or five dozen people on the flight with identical baggage is definitely fairly high. So, you know, thankfully everything turned up, so that was absolutely fine. Um, the main thing that's going on is just the, uh, so the constant mask wearing, which, like, constantly everywhere you go inside and out is is a bit of a drag but it definitely means that everybody's you know we've got all those safety barriers in place and then the the, the incessant testing and um, which means that everybody's safe and we've got all of those things boxed off and we're, i think since we arrived every single morning we've been tested and um, we've got a pcr test the first three days the lovely thing in japan the pcr test they're saliva tests so the only thing that means is you can't eat or drink for half an hour when you first wake up in the morning, which is a little bit odd. But it does mean that the PCR test just involves sucking on a cotton cotton swab rather than having it, you know, shoved in towards your brain. And you're staying in a, a hotel for uh, a few days, which is part of the preparation camp. That's right. And how's the hotel? Does it have a Team GB feel about it? Uh, so we're here at the Inter Intercontinental Hotel in Yokohama Bay, and it's a lovely hotel. The main thing that I'm amazed at is the size of the bedrooms. I was kind of expecting, you know, I've stayed in, in Japan before when we've, when we've come out here and the rooms are generally tiny. You know, they don't have much space and everything is small. In here, the room's massive. It is lovely to have this much space. And then Team GB have done a great job of dressing everything up. There's banners up everywhere. There's Go GB. There's flags hanging places. Everybody's lovely. We're all wearing the same kit, which is really nice. We do white days and we do blue days. So everybody's got the same. Obviously, there's slight variation. You know, this count is a white top. Some people will also be wearing a, you know, just simple white top with Great Britain written down it. But everybody's got that same uniform on, really starting to build that, that one Team GB ethos, which is very enjoyable. And where are you training? Are you training at the university? Yeah, so we're training at Keio University, actually on their archery range, which is a very nice facility, very much in the jungle. We're surrounded by greenery. We're kind of on a cliff, surrounded by greenery in the jungle. So it's a, it's an interesting to, place to shoot. Really, really nice place, though. And uh, the most interesting thing about it is the targets that we're shooting at. Normally, a target is a, a big piece of foam. It's either layered layers of foam or sort of big blocks of foam boxed together. Whereas the targets we're shooting at here, they're recycled straw floor mats. And like we've been to Japan before and seen these things being made and they're literally what they use in the houses. And we're basically shooting at two or three of them stacked up together. But that works perfectly to, uh, to stop the arrows and it gives a really traditional Japanese sense to the range. And when you've done your practice, can you eat together? What's the process about eating there? Um, so at the at the university, we're getting a packed lunch delivered to us. Um, it's a very nice packed lunch, definitely one of the best packed lunches um, packed lunches I've I've had delivered to me places. But um, here at the here at the I was about to say the village. We're nearly at the village. Here at the hotel, we're we're eating together as the whole of Team GB. We're all in one place, but there's loads of mitigation things in place to keep everybody safe and secure. Um, the most obvious of them is the. Um, you know the plexiglass things that have been put up everywhere with COVID? We have four of them on each table. 
So you're looking at the person opposite you through like four pieces of perspex, but you can kind of slide apart to be able to speak to them, because otherwise it sounds like they're talking to you through a bottle. Um, but then there's hand sanitizer stuff up around the place and we've all got masks on. So you see loads of other members of Team GB, but we're not quite sitting with them. We're kind of in our bubbles, but bubbled together. Uh, you mentioned the village. When do you move to the athlete's village? Uh, we're moving to the village on the 17th. I believe it's the 17th. This weekend then, 17th yeah. or the 18th, yeah. pretty soon. I think we've got today and one more day of training, and then we're going to the village the day after that. So it's pretty soon. And then we've got five days from there to the start of competition. And we're able, I think we moved to the village at the point where we can use the, um, we can use the archery venue to, to shoot at. Okay, so that makes sense that you're moving closer to the, to the venue itself. Yeah. And do you enjoy that? You've done it before. Do you enjoy that transition from prep camp to village? Oh, well, it all starts to properly feel real at that point. And the, the interesting thing then is seeing all the other countries seeing other people in their Olympic kit. And the strange thing about that is seeing people that I've seen all the time, you know, I know what the Italian team looks like. I know what the French team looks like. I know what the Swedish team look like, looks like. But then these people that I see event after event all, all year round, suddenly they turn up and they're in their Olympic team kit, which is just really interesting to see. And you see, you know, people in, that some people have lovely, really, really nice like, designer Olympic kit, which can look look pretty swish and pretty flashy, which is really very interesting. Frankly, I just can't wait to explore a totally different environment, get a little bit more walking around space. There's not very much of it here. Um, so getting into the Olympic Village gives us the opportunity to explore a little bit more and see, well, that thing that we've been working towards getting to for, well, the past five years. Yeah, it's crazy, isn't it, when you think of it like that, all down to a few days in a few days' time. Just remind us when your events are. So we qualify, we have qualification on the 23rd. I think we're the first sport into action, which is a beautifully romantic thing because, well, the archers would be the first into battle, wouldn't they? The next day is the mixed team event. So the, the top man and the top woman in, um, in every country, um, they go into the mixed team event. There are 29 mixed teams, I think, and they cut to 16. So that will be a fairly serious cut. You will have to have a good combined mixed team of, uh, result to get, to get into that top 16. That goes all the way through to gold that day. The next day is the women's team team event, all the way through to gold. The day after that, the men's team event, all the way through to gold. We've then got three days, which have the, the 132 and 116th rounds for the men and women. Then once that's happened, you know, an awful lot of the field's cut at that point. Um, we then go to women's all the way through to gold. So you have your 1-8th quarter semis and finals. And then the final day, we have the men's 1-8th quarter semis and finals. I'm going to be working with medal winners. Well, I'll see you again then. In a week's time. So I'm going to say, yes, I hope we'll see each other in a few days' time. Patrick, thank you so much over the last six months for sharing a really unique insight. Have a great Games. Thank you very much, Mark. Look forward to seeing you soon. That's Team GB archer Patrick Houston. And check back on previous episodes with Patrick. Also look him up on um, his Facebook page. He's got some fantastic thoughts, uh, exercises, and a real different take on sport and his own sport of archery. And that's it for today. Thank you very much for listening, and we'll be back with more tomorrow.